Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Drop the Gloves Podcast. I am your host, Charlie, where I drink beer. In this episode, whiskey, talk sports, and the shenanigans, they don't matter. That's right. The shenanigans don't matter. Kind of like what what constitutes as a sport in the Olympics. Uh, if you're just now joining us or joining the sports world community, uh, breaking news, 2028 Olympics to feature baseball, softball, and more at the 2028 Olympics in Los Angeles. Uh I know we have covered the Olympics before on this show and what is an Olympic event or sport, uh, especially in the Summer Olympics, Winter Olympics, and not so much. I mean, we, we understand why they're Winter Olympic sports, but Summer Olympics is like, eh, I mean, come on, guys. I mean, there, there's some events out there that just, how? How are they events? So here's the deal. 2028. We have a mix of old and new sports coming back or coming to the uh, uh, 2028 Summer Games in Los Angeles. Uh, Baseball and softball. Cricket. Hey, India, you may actually win that gold medal. Uh, Lacrosse uh, uh, is returning while flag football, flag football and squash will make their debut in Los Angeles. I've played a version of squash. It's called racquetball. And that, why, why don't we just add pickleball while we're at it, huh? But how how dumb do we have to be? I mean, okay, baseball, softball, I, I'm glad those are coming back. Believe me. Lacrosse, yeah, I, I tried to get into lacrosse. It, and some people will say, oh, it, well, it's the outdoor version of hockey. Shut the hef up, okay? No, 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 I don't need that comparison. I don't need that, all right? Cricket, I mean... I'm going to need somebody who is actually into cricket to kind of explain to me what the heck is it is or how what the rules are and everything. But all I know is it's pretty big in some countries. Um, I'm trying not to throw so much shade on India. I mean, uh, but that, that's all I know about you guys on that. That that's pretty much it. Plus, uh, I plus I know Dave from uh, AT and T. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. I'm kind of, but but here's the thing, real quick, real quick, before we get into the whiskey that I am drinking tonight. So here's the deal. I have been doing this show by myself with the help of guests here or there this year uh, since uh, Numb Nuts left me uh, late last year. So, and so the... I'll give it to you straight. The analytics are crap, and I t- said this a couple of weeks ago. They're crap. I don't like how I have a plateau. I don't like that I'm not seeing a rise or anything. So part of me is kind of like, let's see how far I can push the envelope before some of you uh, people get mad at me. Or, like, you know, call the um, culture police. You know, you want to cancel culture me if I say something the wrong way or I call a team a certain name or a player a certain thing, okay? Like, part of me kind of wants to just push. Poke the bear, if you will. Because I'm just like, you know what? I mean, if I'm this small, what what's there for me to be scared of? Just say whatever the frick I want to say and be done with it. What are you going to do to me? 
You haven't done squat for me in terms of rankings or made me big fish and, and and all that. And guys, I don't care if I'm a big fish. I'm a minnow. I'm a minnow in a minnow pond, okay? I'm just one of many in this world of podcasters and podcasting. And I know that everybody can make a podcast. It's so simple. It's so easy. And I know there's, you know, it's that luck of the draw thing where people are more attracted to other people based on whatever it factor they have. My it factor is my mouth and whatever I'm drinking tonight. Which, by the way, is Jack Daniels Tennessee Honey Whiskey, 35% alcohol by volume, 70 proof. Uh, I actually got the uh, little story real quick. I actually got the Jack Daniels Honey in an attempt to find a honey-flavored whiskey before I even found a peanut butter whiskey. Because the very first whiskey or bourbon that I tried was a honey, like a honey-infused bourbon. And I thought it was really good. However, the asshole who gave it to me um, refused to tell me where he got it. And also, apparently, it was so rare a batch that supposedly the distillery that made said bourbon doesn't even make it anymore. It's like, so you gave me a rare treat. You got me hooked. And then it was like, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, good luck finding this because you'll never find it. Ha ha ha. It's like, you, you asshole. Uh, so that's why I got the Jack Daniels Tennessee Honey. It's been actually sitting on top of my fridge for like, I don't know, months now, like for at least since the early summer, actually probably not even early summer, it probably was... Eh, no, I'll say early summer. It was probably early summer, probably around May. So I mean, it's been sitting there for a while, and that. But, but you know, it's just one of those things where it's like you try and find something that's equal to um, another thing. And uh, I'm not gonna lie, doesn't equal up to what I had the honey honey bourbon that uh, I got to try, or I was privileged enough to try, and that. So. Cheers. I mean, it's good. Don't get me wrong. It's good. I've had this before. It's been, like I said, I've been sitting on my fridge for the past couple months. It's good. It's just not that good that I drink it often. And that it, it's just not one of those things where it's like, ooh, honey. No, 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 no. No. The the only reason I'm I'm actually drinking this is because I already had Johnny Walker and Jameson. Now this is week three. And so I of October and I like I said, the whole month is a whiskey break. And then, so I have the Jack Daniels ten, Tennessee honey. Um, and then next week I'll have my final whiskey on uh, for potentially the last show. Actually, no, second to last show, because Halloween is uh, on a Tuesday. So. So, huh, I'm going to have to try and find another whiskey or bourbon or something for Halloween. Ooh, that that could be good. That could be interesting. Maybe I'll try and find something that I'm scared of, you know? I'll, I'll, I'll get something that I'm scared of. That way, like, it's like Charlie's trying something totally new, totally outside of the comfort zone or whatever. I, I ooh, man, I love it when, when we fly by the seat of our pants here in the penalty box for this show. I love it because the ideas just come out of nowhere. Lightning just struck my brain. 
Lightning also struck my brain earlier today because I had a thought for the November beer of the month. So here's what I'm thinking. So we'll get back to sports in a minute. But first, I want to I want to get through this and because I, I did think of this earlier today at work and I was like, "Ooh, ooh, this is a naughty thought. This is a naughty thought. So for the beer, I, I was going to do Coors Banquet beer for the beer of the month for November. Then I had a different thought pop into my head. And the thought was, why don't you find Charlie? me to myself charlie why don't you find the cheapest beer you can at the grocery store or at the liquor store find the cheapest beer that you can and get it that that's it it, it does it could be macro brew it could be micro brew it could be craft it could be whatever and have to find the cheapest beer even if it's on sale find the cheapest beer and that's the beer of the month it is like, and, and I'm not going to lie, I kind of like the idea. I kind of do. Because I was thinking about Yingling, then I was thinking Coors, then I was thinking Miller High Life. I mean, I was just thinking of all these beers for November because these are probably going to be some of the beers that are going to show up around the Thanksgiving table in November. And that, But then I was like, ooh, you know what? Let's Let's go down the rabbit hole. Let's go down the rabbit hole. Let's go down the cheap end of the rabbit hole, all right? And we'll just find something that is so cheap, but something that I've also never had either. So that means even if Miller Lite was like the cheapest beer, I would find the next cheapest, and that would be the one that I haven't had before, and I would get that instead. Because there ain't no freaking way I'm drinking Miller Lite on this show. All right. Two things. I Actually, three. Three things I won't do on this show. Drink on this show. One is Miller Lite. Two is Coors Light. And three is an IPA. I refuse to do all three. Never going to happen on this show. All right. So Halloween. So next week, have one more whiskey. Uh, the Halloween episode, I will try and find something that I am scared to death of, and I will try it. And then for the month of November, I'm going to find the cheapest beer that I can at the grocery store, and that's going to be the beer of the month for November for Drop the Gloves podcast. There we go. See? Told you guys. Fly by the seat of our pants. And it's so fun, too. You just never know what you're going to come up with. It's so fun. That's why I don't script anything anymore. So what's the point of scripting all this? All right. So... My, I, I got into my little spiel about the Olympics and sports and certain sports coming back. Like I said, I'm happy for baseball and softball to come back to the 2028 Olympics. I am squash and flag football. Just get rid of it. Also, another thing about the Summer Olympics. Why is basketball a Summer uh, Olympics uh, sport? Why? Why is basketball? And that, I think that should be a winter sport, because if you think about it, it's played mostly here in the well, mainly here in the U.S. It is played between the months of November to June. That doesn't really scream summer, especially if you're going to start your season towards the winter part of the months in November, December, January, February, and then you play into the spring and then a little bit into uh, the summer. So it's kind of more of a winter sport. You know, 
Maybe maybe we should do that. Maybe we should take the NBA players who I still don't believe should be getting paid to b- participate in the Summer Olympics. You're in your off season, but that's besides the point. And uh, and just you know, make them sit out. Make them sit out for the for uh, the Olympics when it comes to basketball because it'll be played in the winter time, which means they will have to either one sit out for however many weeks in order to play for the U.S. Olympic team, or you don't play at all and we find somebody else. Yeah, that's what I want. I want somebody else to represent the U.S. of A. and not the NBA basketball players, especially today's NBA basketball players. You all are just prima donnas. All right. Think you deserve all this money and all this entitlement. And you you guys just make the sport unwatchable. And I also blame the refs. You guys absolutely make the sport unwatchable because everything is a foul to you. Start treating them like men instead of like entitled little princesses. Okay. Thank you. All right. Few things to kind of go on with the whole rant and everything. Uh, college football. Uh, I'm going to talk. Mo- I'm just going to let you guys. No, I'm probably going to talk more about college football than NFL. Bengals won Woo-hoo! two in a row. That's awesome. Um, but that's it. That That is the extent of my knowledge. I turned on the Bengals game for like maybe two minutes the other day. Um, and I saw Evan McPherson kick a, uh, was it 50-something yard field goal? And the Bengals were up by... Oh, I don't know, four or five at that point. And it's just like, okay, I'm good. And I turned it off. I, I switched it to whatever else. It's like, guys, my I get my fix of football on Saturday, Sunday. I just want to laze around. I do. It's like, I, I just, I just want to do my own thing. Uh, I Football was Saturday. I'm good. I'm done. And we move on. So going to college football, few things. Uh, one, the uh, matchups, I went two and four. That was the first week that I have gone under 500 uh, during the season. So week seven, not the greatest week. My only two wins were Iowa and North Carolina. Thank you, North Carolina. And that Marshall lost to Georgia State. Missouri just absolutely kicked the crap out of Kentucky on blackout night. And Kentucky, you screw up the blackout night every year. You do. And it's not that you screw it up by losing. It's you screw it up by wearing the black pants, the black jerseys. And then instead of going with the black helmet, you go chrome. Don't do the chrome. Don't do the chrome helmet. If you're going to do it right, do it right. It's either all black or you wear the blue helmet. Why you go chrome every time it's a blackout game is beyond me. And so now the Kentucky Wildcats have dropped to 5-2, and two, and they get to play uh, Georgia next week. Oh, happy days. Yeah, that, that, that matchup is not in Week 8. Definitely not in the Week 8. Uh, matchups but uh as of where the standings are for everything i actually want to just double check real quick that i'm right that kentucky played oh kentucky's off next week okay so we get a week off we get an extra week to prepare oh for tennessee when do they play georgia i know they play georgia or they already did that's right they already did play georgia duh charlie who am i thinking of who am I thinking of? Who do they play? 
Alabama. That's it. Ah, oh, there we go. They've already played Georgia. I, the the night that nightmare was last week or two weeks ago. And that okay. So I'm looking forward to oh Saturday, November 11th. Hey, guess what? I'll be at a wedding. <laughs> I will I will be able to watch that game or watch that massacre. Okay, so hey, uh again, congrats Daniel on your on your engagement and your upcoming uh, nuptials. Thank God it's going to be on that day. Oh, man, I won't have to watch that. So thank you Daniel. Thank you. And uh, I give yourself a pat on the back. You did good. You did good. And uh so but uh, I only won two. Daniel somehow won three. Uh, Steve also ended up winning three. Uh, Scrami ended up winning, I think, two? Two or three? And that... So, the top five... And that was pretty much it. Those were the only people who actually participated in week seven picks. Everybody else didn't partake, didn't risk anything whatsoever, didn't pay attention. Uh, I will excuse Mrs. Drop the Gloves from participating. She has been participating, but I will excuse her for her absence this week, this past weekend because she was at a bachelorette party and she had other things on her mind. Uh so as the standings go after week seven, Daniel is in the lead again by two wins, uh, 29 wins. Uh, I am in second with 27. Scrami, uh, 12 VT underscore hockey uh, has 23. Uh, Steve has 18. And the tie for fifth place remains the same with Brittany and user dot with 13 and we did actually have a newcomer join the um the picks this week username jonah 010e congratulations on your first time coming out and participating you got five out of six right you almost swept it dude the only one you missed i think was the um north carolina miami game you picked Miami for that one. And that's like, congrats, dude. Well, welcome. Welcome to the, welcome to the football challenge, the college football challenge. And you did good on your first week out five out of six. That's, that's something to be proud of. Hopefully you will continue to join. Uh, if you are listening to the, to this show that you will continue to join every week. Uh, just remember everybody who is listening, you guys can make your picks on at drop the gloves podcast stories Friday night before the game start on Saturday. So they will be there Friday night and you have 24 hours to put in your vote before the game starts or before the very first kickoff of the very first game. And that, and there you go. And that's how you participate. Every pick could lead to a win, and every win could lead you closer and closer up the board. We are in week eight, or we are approaching week eight, so we're we're slowly running out of time here in the regular season, but I'm starting to think, fingers crossed, knock on wood, whatever, that I will extend this challenge into the bowl season. I may, I may for, for this year, I may open the bowl games and eat and i'm and if i want to make this really interesting maybe we since it is the playoffs and bowl season and it's postseason and everything maybe every win every bowl game that you uh people uh pick right 
Um, can't really use my words for some reason. But then again, that happens every show. So what else is new? Can't blame the whiskey. Um, so for everybody who makes the correct pick for a bowl game, maybe it counts as two wins since it is a postseason. Maybe. Maybe. Hmm? Hmm? Something to think about, guys. Something to stay tuned for. We'll see what happens. So real quick, before we go into the picks, the college football picks for week eight, uh, two things stand out the most to me. Uh, one, Washington, Oregon game. Um, why they, why Oregon chose not to go for the field goal at the end of the uh, second half rather than going for the touchdown and it's fourth and goal with four seconds left. Um, I would like to say you idiot uh, for going for deciding to go for a touchdown rather than kicking a what could have been maybe a sure three three points field goal and you'd be down by one going into the second half. But I mean, eventually did uh, now don't Oregon eventually did take the lead. Oregon did eventually score. I think once, then twice, and then Washington eventually scored and was made a football game again. And then it, what? I don't get why. I mean, I get it. Oregon is a very um, aggressive team. They've always have been ever since they came onto the college football scene. They've been a very aggressive team where they have all these trick plays. You have this this wild offense where it sometimes it's hurry up offense and they're trying to throw off the D. I mean, that's how they just did a lot of their um a, a, a lot of offensive strategy, especially when Chip Kelly was there, very uh fast um very fast-paced team, uh, but at the same time, there's there is such a thing as being too aggressive. All right, there is such a thing as being too aggressive, and going for it on fourth and goal in the second half—that's too aggressive. It's fourth and goal with four seconds left in the fourth quarter, and you're down by four. Yeah, absolutely, you got to go for it. But it's you're going into halftime. Kick the freaking field goal. Go in the locker room down by one, and maybe maybe you guys wouldn't have lost by more than two or three. Sorry, you missed the three-yard field goal to force overtime, and that and then. And another thing about Oregon is why every time they do a whiteout, a whiteout uniform or some sort of white uniform and that combination for a football game, for a major football game, they don't win. Have we learned nothing about the uh, national championship game against Ohio State? And that back in what, 2014, 15? I don't remember. But I mean, do have we learned nothing from big games like that where, hey, let's do an all-white thing or let's do a white scheme? Idiot. And that you guys, Oregon has never won a game in an all-white combination before. Never. All right. They've won in gray. They've won in black. They've won in yellow. They've won in green. They've won in apple green. They've won in forest green. But white they have not, not for major games and especially a rivalry game like that against Washington. What were you thinking? Go into Washington wearing all yellow. I don't care. You could have mixed matched the green. I don't care. You could have done black and green. I don't care. But instead, you chose to do all white with a speckled 
I don't know, black speckled paint job on your jerseys, and you lost by three by missing a last-second field goal that would have tied it and sent it into overtime. And now here's my thing for Washington. You guys were ranked one spot ahead of Oregon, and the whole and you rushed the field. You were one ranked spot ahead, which means you were number seven to Oregon's number eight. And you rush the field after the missed field goal. That's that's just dumb. Okay, that that's just dumb. All right. Now I I've heard the excuse that well it's probably been a very long time since Washington beat Oregon. I don't care. You're both ranked. It's not it's not undefeated unranked Washington beating undefeated ranked Oregon. It's you're both ranked. You're both you both schools have the exact same standing going into the game, same record going into that into that game and miss field goal, rush the field. Ah, just again, I've said it before, I'll say it again. It the GPA matches the student's IQ, or matches the student's age. And that the GPA matches the student's age. Your 19-year-old freshman running the field, your GPA is 1.9. How, how are you still in school? Just how. And then, so that rushing onto the field by Washington leads me to the next thing, which is Notre Dame rushing the field after knocking off undefeated USC at Notre Dame. Okay. I get it. You've had a rough you've you've had a rough couple weeks and that you 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 lost two out of the two out of the last three and that two big teams, Ohio State, and then got knocked off by Louisville um two weeks later. And that but I mean you you're gonna rush the field. I mean guys, it's same thing. You're ranked Yes, your season is over. Yes, you did just knock off undefeated USC. Yes, you just did knock off a potential back-to-back Heisman favorite Caleb Williams. And that you you did. Congrats. But I again, I don't believe that warrants rushing onto the field. You have you almost potentially have ruined USC's chances at a playoff. Okay? You've potentially did that. Congrats. But at the same time, for the last few weeks, all we've heard from the college football world when it comes to Caleb Williams and USC Trojans is they're great on offense. They suck at defense. Okay? And Notre Dame just had their number. They had their number on both sides of the ball. All right? But, again, that accomplishment, still being ranked, by the way, Notre Dame was ranked, but still being ranked is not enough. Being a ranked opponent is not enough. Being favored in that game was not enough. Notre Dame was favored by two and a half points. And that and they blew that out of the water. But doing all of that and you and the and the student section rushes the field after knocking off undefeated USC. I get it. Your season's ruined. You're not going to make it to the playoff. I get it. But I mean, is it midterms? I mean, what is it? I mean, is it midterms? That's my question. Is it midterms? Because I know people get crazy around test time. 
Hell, I'm I'm a former college student. I know I've gotten crazy around test time. Almost got fired from one of my previous jobs because I got crazy around test time. And that, but just irks me. It's something I wouldn't do. I fe I see it as a classless thing. That's why. It's not because I don't like it. It's not because I don't like Notre Dame or I don't like Washington. It's not. It's not those reasons at all. I just think it is a classless move, especially by Washington. You were ranked one spot ahead of Oregon in in the AP rankings, and you decided to rush the field goal, rush the field after a missed field goal. Notre Dame again, classless act. Your your season's ruined. Yes, you just did knock off an undefeated USC Trojans team in a rivalry game, but at the same time, I don't believe it warranted uh, rushing the field. I just think it was classless on both teams' parts, both both student sections' parts. I, mean, I shouldn't blame the team. I should blame the fans. It's classless on the fans' part. All right, moving ahead to week eight. All right, the matchups. We still have our Power Five. Well, we still have Power Five. And then we have our wild card game out of a conference that I don't think we've had a team out of this conference before. I don't think we ever had, I don't think we ever said, well, we said what conference they're from, but I don't think we, yep, back in week uh, one, part one, uh, we had a team, we had one team from this wild card conference. So week eight, the ACC matchup is number 16, Duke versus number four, Florida State. I cannot root for Duke, so therefore I am rooting for Florida State, but the reason why I picked the matchup, both teams are ranked. So I think it will be a good game. Big 12, Oklahoma State knocking off Kansas last week. Man, I thought Kansas. That was one of those games where I felt so sure Kansas was going to win that game. Against also recently defeated a heartbreaker, West Virginia versus Houston. Did anybody watch that game Thursday night? This past Thursday night, Houston versus West Virginia. My gosh, what a way to absolutely i mean west virginia scores late in the game thinking they've won and everything and then just what a couple plays later houston and that it, it got thrown into the end zone gets tipped tipped in the end zone and caught by houston and houston wins the game it's like my gosh see if you're a defensive player if you're a safety a corner linebacker whatever Swat the ball down, not up, not over. Swat it down. You swat the ball down, uh, especially in situations like that. So Oklahoma State coming off a win against ranked Kansas will play West Virginia at West Virginia. West Virginia coming off a heartbreak loss to Houston last week. You know me, guys. I got to go with Mrs. Drop the Gloves team here, home state. I got to go with West Virginia. Country roads take me home to the place I belong. So going with West Virginia. Uh, Big Ten, we have a big powerhouse ranked matchup. We got number seven, Penn State, versus number three, Ohio State. Both teams undefeated. Which one will walk out still undefeated from this game? 
I'm going with Penn State, baby. I'm going with the upset. I feel it. I told you all a couple weeks ago about Texas, all right, over Alabama. Now I'm calling my shot again. Week eight, here we go. Here's my shot. Penn State will go into Columbus, beat Ohio State, and ruin their season before Michigan Michigan can. <laughs> yes. Let's go, Lions. Pac-12, we also got another ranked matchup, also a rematch from last year's Pac-12 uh, conference championship game. Number 14, USC versus the recently defeated. They went from, wow, they went from being in the top 10 USC to being now number 18 USC. Ooh, that's gotta hurt. I'm going with the Utes. I'm going with I'm going with the Utes. This why does but at the same time why does picking Utah Utes feel like an upset? Why does it feel like an upset if I pick them, even though they are ranked four spots higher than USC? Why does it feel that way? I don't know. But I, I'm going with the Utes. That's going to be at USC too. So that'll be, oof, oof. but I, I'm I'm sticking with the Utes, sticking with the Utes. I, I picked USC to beat Utah in the Pac-12 uh, conference championship game last year because I wanted USC to be one of those teams in the uh, playoff uh, last year. But instead, Utah spoiled that and became Pac-12 champions. So I'm going to go with the Utes again, uh, or this time. SEC matchup got another matchup or rematch from last year number 17 Tennessee versus number 11 Alabama uh last year's game uh Tennessee versus Alabama at Tennessee and the field goal win the game for Tennessee man that that kick that that winning field goal kick man that looked like a duck it looked like a dead duck flying but it made it through the uprights that's all that matters doesn't matter how well it got kicked as long as it made it through it counts and tennessee threw the field goal post into the uh river see now that that warranted a celebration i'm okay with that it was alabama and then everybody says we want Bama until Bama shows up and goes, oh, you wanted us? Tennessee was like, hey, whoop. I mean, it was a shootout, guys. That was a shootout between Tennessee and Alabama last year. I'm going to go with Tennessee beating Alabama. Alabama's not what they used to be, at least not this year. So I'm going with Tennessee. Man, two upsets. Number seven, Penn State. Number 17, Tennessee. Hoo, hoo, hoo. All right. And finally, in the wild card matchup, we have the MAC conference, the Mid-American conference, Toledo versus Miami, Ohio. Both teams are five and one, and they both lead their divisions in the MAC. Toledo is first in the West. Miami is first in the East. One team will walk out victorious, and I am picking the Miami, Ohio Red Hawks. So there are your matchups, guys. ACC, Duke versus Florida State. Big 12, Oklahoma State versus West Virginia. Big 10, Penn State versus Ohio State. Pac-12, Utah versus USC. SEC, Tennessee versus Alabama. And the wild card, Mac Toledo versus Miami, Ohio. Be sure to uh, make your picks on at Drop the Gloves podcast, all lowercase, all one word, in the stories Friday before the game's Saturday. So there you go, guys. That is it for college football. Uh, 
want to clarify a few things real quick about the hockey season. It is started. It is up and running. Fantasy hockey first week uh, took took the L. Uh, not the best way you want to start off being a uh, defending champion. I uh, can't even remember if I lost my first game uh, coming back after the 2017 season. Um but two two things if you guys did go if you guys did listen to the fantasy hockey draft uh was it that was last week or i no two weeks uh two weeks ago man my weeks are all confused october is doing this to me um but go back two weeks ago uh and listen to the fantasy hockey draft i did say that there were certain team names that were in the draft well we have updated team names now um one of those is Daniel's team uh, used to be called the COVID-19 list uh, because of uh, when hockey came back in the 2021 season or 21 year, uh, a lot of Daniel's uh, players that he had on his team kept on finding themselves on the COVID-19 list and had to sit out for however many games. Uh, so that was his name. It was the wild wingers. Then he changed it to COVID-19 because of that. And now he has changed it again. This time it is the Jurassic Hawks. Wow. That that's an that's an awesome name. I'm not gonna lie. If my brother's a huge Jurassic Park fan, I mean that Jurassic Park, that that just makes sense, guys. I mean, if if you knew my brother like I know my brother, you you would totally understand. That that's that's such an awesome name. Wow. I totally did this in reverse. I should have done Daniel last. But such an awesome name. So no more COVID-19 list, Daniel. It is now Jurassic Pucks. Best of luck to you. Looks like you also lost week one. Sorry about that, bud. Um, we'll see what happens here in uh, week two. And the other team, uh, new or the other team's rebrand is uh, the last week or two weeks ago. Uh, sorry, two weeks ago. Uh, I said it was the Jokers, and the Jokers is managed by uh, Numbnuts. Um, Numbnuts is who I'm going to continue to refer to as my former uh, co-host. So Numbnuts has changed his name from the Jokers to the Elite. E-L-I-T-E, -E, Elite, and he did it all capitalized. Why? Congratulations, you won week one. Woo! <sighs> It's it's gonna be a long season of, with with me playing him. All right, come on, Nick. Come on, Nick. Sorry, Nick's playing the elite right now, and he's currently winning. And then with fantasy hockey, you gotta just keep your eye on on everything because it is a day to day thing. It is not a fantasy football thing where you set your roster and you just kind of forget it until like the day of or the day before kickoff or whatever. So. This is a day-to-day -day thing. Like, you got to set your roster for the whole week and then periodically check back in and just make sure that you have a goalie actually starting that night or not. Because there have been times where it's like, oh, yeah, he's not playing. And then the next thing you know, you wake up the following morning and you go, why didn't you start him? He had a shutout. It's one of those things. You're not paying attention. You lose your you lose, you lose, lose your head for one second. People get hurt. <laughs> So the current standings in fantasy hockey, if you care, uh, I am in the Pacific Division with the Dighty Mucks, Team Tumblr, uh, me, the Bash Brothers, and uh, good buddy Kurt, 
who's been on this show, uh, the Hat Trick Hammers. We are both uh, tied for uh, third place. In the Central Division, we have tied for first the Elite and the Fifth Lane, uh, who does not have Patrick Lane or Lane or Lane, whatever, however you pronounce it, and that does not have him, but he's still tied for first in the Central Division, and then bringing up the rear tied for third place is the Brawlers and the Jurassic Hucks. So there you go. I did watch the Bruins game. The very first, uh, I did watch the Bruins game versus, uh, who was it? Uh, Chicago. That's it. I watched Chicago versus Boston. Bedard scoring his first goal in the NHL. Um, I did see that there were some Boston fans who were ha- were applauding Bedard scoring his first goal. I mean, it's and that that that's that's a pretty classy move. I'll say that was pretty classy. Um by the Boston Bruins. I mean, Boston, Boston hockey fans or Boston fans in general are kind of uh, not the greatest or not the nicest fans in the world. But I mean, that that was a classy move to stand up and cheer for uh, Connor Bedard scoring his first uh, NHL goal. That was pretty good. And that was fantasy points for me, too. But that's besides the point. The Bruins eventually went on to win uh, that game. I think final score was three to one. And we got to see our first goalie hug by Jeremy Swayman and Linus Allmark. Oh, it felt so good to watch the goalie hug again. And they almost cut it off, too. They almost did. Like, you could hear the outro music. And, I like, you could hear it start to come on. And everybody's still, like, going through the line, fist bumping each other and everything. And I'm like, don't you dare cut this off. Don't you dare c- cut this feed off, man. I'm, I am going to be so freaking pissed off if I don't see the first goalie hug of the season, all right? And thankfully, they waited until the goalie hug was over. And then they cut the feed. I was happy. So I was okay with that. So I'm so I'm I'm totally I'm totally good with that. But um early on right now in the um uh in the world of hockey, I mean we're only the second week in uh to the season and everything, and already we're seeing a lot of major um names being out with injury, uh Canadians doc uh out long term term due to a significant injury. Um see here i know there's more and that uh victor arverson for the la kings he will be out uh taylor hall uh actually uh says um says he's going to be in the lineup against the maple leafs tonight so quick quick recovery um was it uh brandon nev of the seattle kraken expected to miss four to six weeks due to injury uh wilds boldy week to week with upper body injury I mean, there's just just so much, so many names right now that have been out or are out now, and uh, it sucks. I mean, you, you really hate to see it this early in the uh, season, especially when you're in the second week. But at the same time, hockey is the most aggressive, most aggressive, uh, most hard hitting sport. I mean. It's been proven by science that hockey hits are 40 percent uh, harder uh hit hits than those by a uh football player so i mean 40 percent harder think about that guys everybody says oh football's the toughest sport no 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 you don't know what you're talking about you don't know what you're talking about all right so but 
that's pretty much it, guys. That's all I got. Oh, except for anybody but the Houston Astros win the World Series, and I'll be happy. Okay. Uh, who is it? I'm. Oh man, I've got to look up this guy. And that to my buddy at, I uh, believe his channel is called Right. Right on Rangers with Austin Beckman. Dude, I am rooting so hard for the Texas Rangers for you right now, okay? I'm with you, dude. I'm totally with you. You and me have developed a Instagram bromance or relationship or whatever, and that cheering each other on. I cheer you on with your channel. You cheer me on with this show. I appreciate it. I hope you appreciate my feedback or my support for you. And, and I'm telling you, dude, I want the Rangers. I want them to sweep the Astros. I want them to sweep the Astros. Now that makes me want to go to the score. Who? Come on. I know game two is being played right now. Yeah. Rangers win 5-4. Yes. 2-0. We're going back to Arlington. Yes. Come on, baby. I'm air high-fiving you right now, Austin. I'm air high-fiving you right now. Let's go, Rangers. Anybody but the Astros win the World Series, and I'll be happy. All right, guys, that's it for uh, this episode, episode 143. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, be sure to follow the show at Drop the Gloves Podcast, all lowercase, all one word, for all the beer or whiskey, sports, and shenanigans that take place in between these episodes. Uh, special shout out to our hosting platform spotify for podcasters for 143 episodes strong thank you guys we are also on apple amazon music iHeartRadio, and google f you google i am your host charlie reminding you life is too short to drink crappy beer or crappy whiskey and i will see you guys next week in the penalty box and this one